There's no reason not to do it live. There's several reasons not to do it live. <laughs> I and I and Matt, I, I I fucked up. Yeah, so you I, did. <laughs> I did. I did. I want you to know I fucked up, and I'm pretty sure you know what I fucked up on too. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, well after after we after we start, we'll, we will we will discuss. Everybody can mute now, Steve. Oh, I was trying to make noise. Oh, where are you? Just That's wonderful. You yeah. Once a week, three laddies come together from distant lands to talk about Bigfeet, Martians, Ghost, Time Travel, Chupacabras, and the Sweetwater Legend. I think we're all huge fans of the Sweetwater Legend. This is the Fortean Slip. With your host, Chris York. Say no to Quaaludes? Fuck no. Wait a minute. No. Say yes. Co-host Steve Elkhorn. I take a break, shut my camera off, go yeah. and sometimes special guest Matt Knapp. Just right accept here. it for what it is and just watch it and enjoy it. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you want. If you're looking for entertainment, you may have come to the wrong podcast. But what they do have is a very particular set of skills. There are no cows. No cows. No cows were harmed in the making of this incident. We often wish that your relationship went much like that of the praying mantis. <laughs> I thought that was a reference to everything being green. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Carry on, gentlemen. I'm going to do something else for a little while. Wow, Steve, would you like us to stop the program so you continue to do your shit? You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 40 and Slip. This is episode 138, 39. I fucked up and forgot again. It's one of those episodes, and we're going to call this the episode that should have been titled Gin and Juice, not Gin and Tonic. <laughs> That's where I fucked up, Matt. I mean, what are you, like, fucking 85, 90? I'm fucking dumb as shit <laughs> is what I am. I saw a polling this week <laughs> of something about him making himself an old-fashioned. I'm like, really? How about a Tom Collins? Mm. Oh, Jesus. As soon as... I And, and I, I looked up right before we started, and I went... Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know how many times I listened to that song? Yeah. Like, it was the anthem for a good part of our lives. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, yes. Uh, we will, at one point in the show, uh, be talking about gin or genies or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. They have so many different names. Uh, but yes, I I immediately knew I fucked up uh, as soon as I looked up and saw that and went, you dumb motherfucker. 
Did you see the the uh, black E Man Samuel yes. L. Jackson thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the power of motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Did they speak English in Eternia? <laughs> <laughs> that I saw that fucking thing and I was just like, this is amazing. <clears throat> Who the fuck did this? <laughs> Cause it's great. Uh I found some fucking awesome stuff this past week uh online. It's been a it's been a great week for uh pictures slash memes. To say the least, I don't know how your like page has been doing, Matt, but like shit, <laughs> has it? So I'm approaching the threshold mark, you know, my goal. Well, 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 at, okay, so back up a minute because last we spoke about your like page, last we left Matt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we last left our heroes, Matt, the, the like page was soaring, <laughs> soaring. So, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to reach the 10K mark. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations to you. I see you're rapidly I'm, approaching 25,000. I'm, I'm like 250 likes away from 25K. Yeah. So, see, all mine was, you know, mine took off and it was like sunshine and roses. <laughs> and then I'm I'm sure this has nothing to do with Facebook. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Oh, no, wouldn't. no. I got to about... Uh, nine thousand and six hundred, and everything just suddenly tanked. <laughs> and now I am crawling and like pulling my way along. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter how much I post. It doesn't matter what I post. Yeah, you'll you'll and, and you'll have those those moments too. I mean, it's like I go through spurts with it. it the thing will. It, it'll fucking soar for like fucking a week or two and then they'll just fucking boom and then it'll level out somewhere yeah. it's I it's know. really weird how the trends go with with those things i i'm very happy with it uh and obviously i appreciate everybody that has liked it if you haven't you know think about it and uh but yeah now that i'm close to the 10k mark it's just you know you know how it goes yeah this is taking forever. Oh, well, I, I, I've, I've decided I've given up on, on uh, the idea of like. Uh, uh, remember, we were talking about like centralizing your YouTube channel into one thing. Mm -hmm. I I've given the fuck up on that. <laughs> okay, which I had anyway for the most part. Like the Fortean slip has just been like this. Uh, mishmash of shit that i put out on onto it <clears throat> but uh i decided today as an epiphany um something that i'd like to do and i don't know how well it'll work um and i'll reach out to to people af you know uh in the future but um i i wanted to do a show on my own um and i'm still probably gonna put it on the the 40 and slip youtube channel but it's not going to have anything to do with 40 and topics. I'd, I'd like to really talk to addicts, either people who have gotten themselves clean or even people who are, you know, willing to admit they're right in the fucking middle of it. 
I just thought it was like something that came to me today. I was like, hmm, you know, I've got a unique experience. I have a little bit of insight. <clears throat> I'm not saying I can fucking fix people. That's not within my wheelhouse, but I can at least talk to them. Yeah. You know? So I thought I've been thinking about doing that. And that's actually a good idea, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. <clears throat> so I'm going to launch that pretty soon. I just, I got to find some people. Um, so, you know, I, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Alan Hennages, if you're willing to admit that you're a roaring alcoholic, you can be my first guest. You would allow Alan Hennages to be on your show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If he's Alan's willing to admit, pretty if, he, if he's willing to admit that he's a fucking roaring alcoholic piece of shit, low life motherfucker. You know, I was gonna ask you. Sorry, if man. I could hijack the show for a moment today. Sure. But here you are addressing everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Alan message you, Matt? He did. He did. Oh. I'm sorry. I, 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 to you. <laughs> I, you know, when it, whenever you have a, a free moment, I, I would still like to, you know, make a lengthy statement about some things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you throw it in anywhere here. I, I, I I this, here's the thing. Alan is not going to ever, and I am going to break my my rule of not speaking about him tonight. Uh, he is he, he will never admit to the the bullshit that I I want him to admit to, and it's not bullshit. It's the shit that he does. Um, and uh, no, you cannot join the forty and slip group, Alan. <laughs> you, you 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 dude, you've harassed the shit out of every single one of us so much. We're just going to uh, like just stop. Like I, I, I've, I've basically blocked it. Like I don't. The only reason I see you is because you've tried to join the group. <clears throat> I talk to oh. Alan sometimes. Hmm. Alan wants to buy some shit from me, so I'm I'm cool with the dude. Yeah. As long as his cash <laughs> is free. I'm all right. <laughs> Steve's like cash and carry, motherfucker. Whatever, man. Oh, so like cash I green. I've already had like a day riddled with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll do my best to get through this, but basically, I mean, I've said this before. Like, I'm on this show, yes, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I also have other projects that are my own, and I'm involved with projects. Sometimes I'm on as a guest on other shows, but whenever it comes to this show in particular. Even though I'm on here, this show is 100% Chris's show. He has all the say, all the power, all the control. He makes all the decisions. Sometimes he asks my opinion. He asks Steve's opinion, Katie's. But he makes the ultimate decisions. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes I make suggestions to him. And And he makes the decision to do it. A lot of times I go with your decisions. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and, and we're friends outside of the show and we talk mm-hmm. about things that have nothing to do with the show. Mm-hmm. And on this show, because of Chris, I'm allowed to speak freely and sometimes delve off into personal things about myself, you know, and pretty much it's, it's a release for all of us. Yeah. On other projects, I may or may not do that on other projects. Sometimes 
I'm just the host and it's not about my opinions or anything. And I'm just trying to give the guest the spotlight. Uh, we all make decisions how we run our own projects. So whenever I was approached this past week, asking if I wanted to interview somebody and I said yes and went down this fucking rabbit hole. Oh no. Trying <laughs> to, I was excited. It was something I'm interested in. Oh no. And like immediately I have to decipher what's being said to me, <coughs> research it, find out that like, okay, well, I don't know if he's telling the fucking truth or not because the names he's giving me are wrong. And then he gives me a right name and, and, and he's saying that he's talking to this person and everything he's saying is making sense. Wait, and the, Alan's making sense. I didn't say Alan's name. Oh. <laughs> and then he's going to have this person email me to work out the details of the interview. Okay, fine. That's awesome. Here's my email address done. It's done. confirmed in the world. Everything's works. good. Two days later, when I had yet to receive an email, I knew that something was probably up. Then I receive a follow-up message about three or four days after the initial conversation to tell me that this person refuses to come on because Chris smokes pot, we promote drug usage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Like... <laughs> So you were asking me if I wanted to interview them on the fucking 40 and slip because I don't have then why are you even fucking talking to me about that? Like we've had this conversation. Like I thought I was being asked about a guest to come on my show. <laughs> no. So not only was I misled and approached about having a guest on this show, but then you're going to tell me that they've like gone and listened to past episodes. And because of like the subject matter and the things that we've discussed on this show, they don't want to come on here. That's fucking fine. That's fine. Without even like, I know Chris's opinion on it. I can speak on this matter. That's fucking great. Because let me tell you something. If that holier than thou motherfucker thinks that he's on a fucking TV show where nobody involved in that process has ever sinned or smoked weed or done drugs or alcohol or whatever, I promise you he is surely mistaken. But if he wants to participate in that, I, I, I don't see what the difference is. But from now on, if you're going to approach me about something, approach me about something that is actually mine and not Chris's or anybody else's and let me handle it. Yeah. Otherwise, just leave me the fuck alone. Right now would be a great time to light up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to smoke during the show anymore. Yeah. I, I it's um i'll take a i'll take a puff before the show but i don't like to smoke during the show anymore because it it fucks me it fucks me up because i'll lose my train of thought or i'll lose a i'll lose a thought more often than not if i do that so i've i made a conscious decision not to do it during the show anymore i have like a couple of times since uh, I took my break, my long break there, but you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't feel the need to do it anymore. <clears throat> it gets in the way. Um, 
But I'm, my big thing right now is I need to fucking quit smoking. Like that's the fucking I, I've got. It's got to fucking happen. Um, because I, I, like I was telling you before the show, Steve, I gotta stop. That, that I had to stop using my vape. Like I just had to stop using it. It was like it was getting to the point where it was making me cough, gag. Yeah, no, I, I was at the same point. And I was, yeah, are we, I, are we allowed to swear, Matt? I mean, is that I don't know? Against, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, gets. it's fine to do whatever you want to on this show, but apparently, whatever you do on this show affects screws you for everything else as well. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, I uh, I picked up a big box of fucking Orbit fucking gum. I think it's Orbit, yeah, Orbit gum, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the the attempt because I did wind up going and buying smokes and. Um. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's I I I need to just be done with it. I need to be done with it. So I'll probably be a fucking massive prick for a fucking. <laughs> oh <days>. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not worse, Matt. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I, some at somewhere this week, I don't know where it was. I I, I can't. I haven't looked, and I. I can go back, I guess, and look because I think I left it in there. Uh, hold on. Do, 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 do. Oh, one person wants to join this group. Uh, requested May 23rd. Oh, so it was yesterday. Uh, he requested to join the 40 and slip group, which is like, by the way, like I try to do stuff in the 40 and slip group. Um, if you guys want to post stuff in the 40 and slip group, I've, I have to approve it. <clears throat> and the reason being is because people like to try to post bullshit stuff and people like to post stuff that is, uh, uh, could get the, the group banned. Uh, you know, if I publish it, like anything that's published to that group, I'm responsible for. So I, you know, but if people want to post stuff, I'm more than willing to let stuff go into that group. That's for you guys to post in. Uh, I will post stuff in there, but the stuff that I post is on the like page. I'll share stuff from the like page into, <clears throat> excuse me, into the group. Um, but uh, that that's pretty much for you guys. And there's a bunch of people in there and some people do participate in there and, you know, but for the most part, uh, nobody does. And I think they, I, I, I don't know if they understand how the group works or what. <laughs> I remember, you remember how we were when we met in taser? Steve. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buddy. You remember meeting Chris and taser? I've been drinking tonight and you're the one acting like you've been drinking. I'm deep in thought about this whole Alan thing. I, cause it's my fault. I sent Alan over to Matt. So. I know you did because uh, I was supposed to deliver the message to you that the guy said no because of our association on this show. Yeah. So. Which isn't going to stop, you know? Oh, I mean, no. like, you got to tell me who it is after the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Alan never gave me a name. What Alan asked me to do was ask Chris. And I said, you got to ask Chris. And Alan but said, I was not Chris approached like that. You have to understand. Chris's name never came up until the very last message about why the guy said no. Well, and then Alan says, what about Matt? And I said, well, maybe Matt can help you. I don't know. And I sent him over to yeah. him. So and I was, uh, and it was asked of me, do you want to interview this person? 
<laughs> well, Alan's never. And for some <laughs> reason, since I'm a podcast host <laughs> pertaining to the same subject matter, I thought he was asking me if I wanted to interview somebody. Stupid oh, okay. me. Stupid, right. stupid me. He was he was uh, asking around you was what he was doing. I hate when people do that. I fucking hate it. That that stuff like that drives me crazy. I think I think what Alan may think is that we sit here and talk to each other twenty four seven or some shit. Yeah, and, no, and we, don't. we don't. I mean, you guys might you guys talk. I, I I talk to Chris a lot, but like we've even had this discussion on the air before that this is Chris's show. Everything else goes. Matt through. and I talk during the week, and I, you know, I talk to you, Steve, during the week, but we're not talking. To, it's not all, all the time. Hmm. We, we're not and like it's certainly not like shop talk. <laughs> not yeah, and that's not that all the time either. Like well, sometimes, here's what happens though: when Alan Hentages messages me, it's not something I ever take <clears throat> seriously. So it's it's like yeah, go talk to Matt. <laughs> you know, and I didn't think he'd actually do it. <laughs> You fucking no 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 wait a minute wait 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 but back up a minute Matt I'm calling him out right now fucking shit stirring Alcorn <laughs> well no I I had a little oh, chuckle yeah. about it I did definitely had a little chuckle about it when I said oh I'm sure you did you fucking because I knew I knew about it fucking double double <laughs> well, at, in at, trouble. First, at first I tried to get him to talk to you first but then he told me you had him blocked and. Yeah, like yeah, that ain't. And he work. will continue to be blocked. So I figured, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt's the nice one. He won't have him blocked. Go talk to him. <laughs> no, he asked about you, and I said, well, maybe Matt will help you. You know, but don't tell him it's for Chris's show. Make him think <laughs> it's for his own. Get his hopes up, and then crush them. Yeah. Well, did you explain that to him? Do you think I said another word to him until now? <laughs> no, I'm. I I can listen. I had to walk away from the computer. I was reading Leslie the messages, <laughs> so I would have somebody that understood what was happening. <laughs> I can't understand that. I, I just don't. I have to. It's yeah. It's hard to decipher sometimes. Yeah. It, I, I can't. After all, I've like I've I've banned him from everything, pretty much. Like I couldn't handle it. It was just he wouldn't stop. I I'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, listen, dude, seriously, just stop talking to me. Like stop. That's all I'm asking you. And he couldn't do that. So it's it. it the man is an issue. But no, seriously, I do. I. I so what happened was, I. Uh, excuse me. Every day. Because since I got my Kindle, um, I go, I check every day because Kindle has daily deals. And I'll grab like some books that are kind of like outside of, you know, the normal stuff that I read generally. So I come across today um, in their um, daily deal section, they had uh, Beautiful Boy, the, the, the book about the movie there. The father's uh, story of his son's drug addiction, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it was like two two fifty or something like that. So I fucking grabbed it, and that's when I had the idea for it. I, just, I had like an epiphany. I'm like, you should talk to fucking people who are addicts. Like, I mean, because 
I, I am a I'm fascinated by it because it's like that whole thing of you know you want to understand like the thing that you're fucked up about so I'm fascinated because I'm an addict you know I I happen to fucking nip my addiction in the bud and I don't hold to the same tenets of like being sober that other people do like I still drink I still smoke but I don't do the other things <laughs> well you're not <laughs> approaching it from a professional trying to fix somebody you're approaching it from I've been through the shit I know yeah I just like talk, and I want to hear your story yeah yeah and I, I people's stories can be really they can be like they can take you on a trip like some of these people have just been through hell you know, and then come out the other side and made something out of their lives. I, the the movie Wild, I watched that back when I was it was back when I was married to my second wife, and I related to that movie on so many levels, <clears throat> so many levels. You know, as you know, an addict, and uh, you know, somebody who just replaced other my addictions with other things like fucking sex and other bullshit um well something that we've also talked about before in private um it would also be a good opportunity for people maybe to say the things about their own feelings that they have uh that don't get said whenever they're addicted oh yeah the drugs you know to the people that you know are affected by their addiction outside yeah. The, the same people that they can't talk to afterwards because then it, the people don't believe them that, you know, that whole uh, yeah, paradox. Like, like my, my kids, will, my kids will never understand. I mean, maybe they will, maybe someday they will, but they'll never understand like the, uh, how, how pivotal they were in my sobriety. Like how my realization of them and their part in everything made me go, oh, fuck. Well, whenever you see, like, movies and TV shows depicting addiction, uh, one of the common themes that they use in those stories are, you know, the parent or the friend, or you don't know who you're hurting. You don't know what you're doing to us, you know. But the fact of the matter is that the addict does know. Oh, yeah. And they feel horrible about it. Oh yeah, they're you know they're still people, they still have a heart, mm-hmm. but the addiction is so powerful that they do it anyways. They have to. Yeah, and, and you know being able to like voice that, uh, I think would be a very powerful thing, and giving them a platform to do it where they're not being judged or criticized or they're yeah, not being I- attacked. While they're and trying I, to say it. And I don't have a problem if people want to come on anonymous, anonymously. You know, they don't want to show their face. They don't want to give their real name. You know, I'll keep things, you know, uh, you know, secret or private or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I don't. But yeah, like come to me with something that's, you know, if you have a problem and you want to talk about it, you know, come to me. I'll talk. I'll, 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 be, I'll be willing to talk about it. I, I think it's I think it'd be a good idea. Give me a, a good outlet to talk about that type of stuff. Um, cause I, I mean, I, I, I just, the whole 
the whole thing, you know, what people go through, how they get where they they wind up, uh, you know, and how people find redemption. I think it's beautiful, you know. Uh, it, 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 I think she's, you know, says at the end of the, the end of that movie, uh, Wild, you know, if it wasn't for all of this stuff, I, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be where I am. You know, and the shit you experience uh being involved in drugs and stuff like that the stories you know the just the things that you witness happen you know uh behind closed doors oh yeah there's crazy stories you know everybody's got them you, you know you can see horrible horrible things that like the world doesn't even know takes place yeah uh, and uh, yeah i i was a motherfucker when I was in it, I was a POS. I was a big piece of shit, you know, and I can, I can wholly admit it. <clears throat> you know, I did fucking stupid fucking things and I would continue to do stupid things, even though I would sit there and go, you're doing stupid fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you like know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, the, that was the hardest part for me was sitting there and looking at myself in the mirror and going, you're intelligent. You fucking know better. And still fucking just that. Ah, let's go. <laughs> Cause you're in it and you, you're lost, <clears throat> but yet you still have those moments where you go, Fuck. Oh, piece of shit. And then you're back in it and you're doing your fucking high again. <clears throat> and even when you're high, you have those moments. Um, but I just I, I, I just think it would be a good idea to talk to people. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I've, I've been through some pretty horrid fucking dog shit. I, I, I never went what I would call, you know, too far, but I went pretty fucking deep. No, I, I, I've known people who have gone a lot further and I knew people that wound up dying. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew a woman and I won't, I won't say her name, but we all knew who she was and we all knew she was just a fucking mess. And that woman had more fucking pill powder coming out of her fucking nose every day of her life than I can even fucking describe to you people. It was caked like around her nostrils, like just, it, 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 I, I can't, so it was gross. It was gross. <clears throat> we all knew she did it and she wound up fucking doing a pill that was just fucking too strong and boom, gone. It happens. People watch it happen indifferently. And and I can remember being back then and saying, Jesus Christ, you know, but no one would say anything to her, you know. But again, I look back on mine and hardly anybody said anything to me. There's one person. That, if they had, though, would it have made a difference? Yeah, it did, actually. For you. There were, there were two people that did. There were two people that did. Well, it'd have to be the right person then. 
It was two people. Yeah. And as much as I've, I never want to speak about her on this show, my second wife, <clears throat> um, she left me a note um, one night. She would go to work on Thursday nights. <clears throat> and I would, uh, it was the only night she ever worked. She would leave at like 7 or 8 o'clock and come home in the morning. And um, I would always plan on it. So I would make sure I had something and I had a, uh, I had a little container that kept all my little stuff in it and she had found it and she left me a note in it. So when I got, got into there and got into it that night, it was in there and it would be, I have it here somewhere. Um, cause I've kept, I've kept the, the thing it was cause it was one of the things that got me to where I am. And she basically said, I know you're, I know you're in it and I, 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 I know I can't, stop you but i'm here for you and i love you yeah and my uncle whom she spoke to uh my uncle tim uh god bless him he uh right after my uncle matt passed away <clears throat> i was uh i was at one of the one of the get-togethers and she had uh, gone to the store with him and said something to him and he walked by me in the house and just nonchalantly didn't, he didn't make a fucking show of anything. He didn't like drag me off. He just leaned in by my ear and he said, um, Hey, uh, don't you think you've had enough? And I was like, <clears throat> uh, what the fuck are you talking about? And he just looked at me and he goes, Chris, don't you think you've had enough? And it fucking hit me pretty hard. So, yeah, sometimes when people do say something, it matters. <clears throat> Between those two things and me waking up one morning uh, with my face in the fucking toilet, which was how I spent every morning back then. I would get up and have my morning puke. It was great. Good times. Um I'd get up and just fucking vomit horrendously into the fucking toilet. And I got up and I sat in my fucking chair. And I was just sitting there feeling just horrid. I knew I wasn't going to go to work that day. Because I just couldn't even get, I couldn't even get out of my own way. I, f I felt like a bag of shit. And uh, all of a sudden I just thought, you know, if... You know, if your son and your daughter were, were adults, you know, what would they say to you right now? And it fucking smacked me in the face like a big dick. <clears throat> Just fucking boom. And it took me... God, it took me... It was a good nine months before I was completely clean. I was still sneaking shit every every now and then. But I knew I wanted it. I knew I wanted sobriety. And I'll never forget. And this is the thing that pissed me off. And this is one thing I will speak about about my second marriage. <laughs> enough time has passed. She got me my dog for being sober. And then when she got divorced from me, she kept that dog <laughs> that I got for getting sober <laughs> but 
I I've struggled with the the fact that I don't hate her. I don't hate her at all. Um but uh there's there's definitely some some uh negativity that goes that way. But um uh I have to accept the fact that she was pivotal in my sobriety. And if it was not for her, I would not be where I am today. I probably would not be alive. I, I spent, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I woke up in my car driving. Can't, I can't even tell you. I can't tell you how many times I woke up in my car whilst driving, but then with the car on the side of the road. I, I I should not fucking be here. And, you know, to that, that, that was the thing. Like, I, I, I thought about that because I I remember I wanted to see that movie, Beautiful Boy. I'd want to watch it. Dude, you should watch it. Fucking watch that movie. And I've, I still haven't. And I plan on it now because I've got the fucking book there. And I'm, I think I'm going to delve into it. But it just got me thinking about where I was and where I've been and where other people have been and where they are right now. There are people who are fucking in it right now who just might need somebody to talk to. You know? And I'm down for that. You know, I'm not going to let you into my home. But, I mean, if you can get on the fucking computer <laughs> and talk to me over the fucking internet, we'll fucking talk. You know, I'll do I it. You should let them into your home. You know, get the couch. Like a, yeah. a psychiatrist or something. Yeah. No, if if I had like a podcast studio, I'd do it. Yeah. Oh, like shit. I'd do that shit. I'd now, be down are, for you that. Gonna, are you gonna do this on a separate channel or is this gonna be on this channel? I'm gonna do it on the YouTube channel. I'm gonna do it on the same YouTube channel, but I'm gonna do it on a separate um podcast channel. I'm not gonna do it on the same anchor channel. I'm gonna do it on a completely different it's something one. that should be separate. I mean it's yeah, separate. it's it's separate, it's different. And I'm not even gonna label it with the 40 and slip stuff. I think I'm just gonna do it as a thing and and uh, you know, just something, something for me to do, something, something interesting. Is there? There are normal everyday people that are fucking there, that are addicts who have fucking interesting fucking stories, you know. And they deserve to be heard. Like there are people out there who need to know that they're not the only ones that go through this shit. <clears throat> Wait a minute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address for a second depressing i'm sorry you know sometimes we talk about other shit i'm in a depressed fucking mood right now so i'm sorry how you like that no I'm, well i do got some shit going on but i'm not like in a depressed mood <laughs> but this is uh, <clears throat> it was something that really hit me that i wanted to that i wanted to um to discuss with people and i thought it would be a fucking great idea like that we we talked to some fucking yahoos, you know, in these communities that have been through some shit, you know, and the some of the people who listen to this show, I'm sure, you know, have been addicts in the past, or I, I'm sure there are some that are still addicts right now. I am almost willing to bet everything on it. And addiction is addiction. Yeah. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. Correct. 
There are people who are addicted to all kinds of things. There are sex addicts who do crazy shit. You know, there's gambling addicts. Oh, gambling, shopping addicts, eating addicts, you know, everything. Gambling addicts are almost they're they're one of the strangest ones. Yeah. I mean, because their high comes from losing. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's them trying to win money, but it's not. It's like, what the fuck? I've met a couple in my life. And like, that's the other thing about gambling addicts is like, other than people that are involved directly with them, like it's not like a drug addict or an alcoholic. You're not going to run across them and like, Oh, they're high right now. You know? Yeah. Like, unless you have access to their personal finances or their finances affect your livelihood, you're not going to know about it. Oh, they just like to go to the casino. Dude, I worked with a guy. I may have told this story on the show before. I worked with a guy at Humpty Dumpty Potato Chip Company. That company no longer exists. It was a company in the state of Maine. They said, you're going to train this guy. I'm like, okay. So he comes on, and every place we stopped, he was buying scratch tickets. I didn't think anything of it. There's people that buy a lot of scratch tickets, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. So he was with me for like, I don't know how many days. You know, buying scratch tickets all the fucking time. And then he went off to go with somebody else to train on a route to do the route. And he took the route and uh, all of a sudden the guy was gone. They had to fill the route again. And one of the other drivers says, did you hear what happened? No. He says, you know, you noticed when he was training with you, he was buying all kinds of scratch tickets. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, he was taking the cash from the stops and just buying scratch tickets. Jeez. Oh, fuck. <laughs> to the tune of like a fucking lot. One of the first people I met in the Bigfoot world, uh, he was like actually the leader of an organization. Like he had formed the group and everything. And uh, he was a gambling addict. And he ended up losing his home, his car, his wife had to divorce him. And, uh, I mean, he lost everything. Just could not stop. Yeah. You, you get deep with shit. You know, I, I, when there was, I remember at one point when I was, it was so bad. I was, I got to a point where it was like anything almost anything would do like if i could find another type of a drug it would fill the void right so i was just grabbing fucking whatever you know one weekend it was this another weekend it was that it just got crazy yeah we we knew a guy uh it was one of my friend's older brothers actually and i mean like man i could probably get him on your show (laughs) (laughs) But we called him Tweaker Jeff. Oh, like, I fucking love his name already. Yeah. But and like, okay, you hear Tweaker Jeff, like obviously you're gonna think, okay, he's a meth addict. No, he was an addict. Period. It didn't matter what the drug was. Yeah. But it got to the point over the years that we called him Tweaker Jeff because he was always tweaking. And like I'm saying, uh this guy you could give him a sugar pill and he would psychosomatically start tripping and tweaking out on it, thinking that he was was high as shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he would spin out 
off nothing, like nothing. Wow. I, I knew people growing up that, um, see, and this is the weird thing too for me. Like I got, I wound up getting addicted to pills, to opiates. And I can remember being younger before I had gotten addicted to them, before I'd even gotten involved in them. And there was a, a local guy. He has now passed away. Uh, Lee Stevens. And Lee was known as like the pill popper. And everybody's like, Lee is a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> They'd be like, he's fucking, Lee can tell you how to take this pill and this pill and this pill and, this pill and give you this effect. <laughs> like, it was like that type of shit. And like, you, so I knew, I, I even knew going in, like how dangerous it was. And I still fucking did it. But I remember how it happened and it was slow. <clears throat> I remember the night it happened. I, I fucking remember it like it was fucking yesterday. I broke my elbow at a gas station. And, I, and my buddy Greg and his, his uh, cousin, Chris, took me to the fucking, uh, took me to Maine Medical. Was it Maine Medical? I don't fucking remember. One of those hospitals. And they gave me a prescription for Tylox when I left. And I think they filled it right there at the hospital. So... Uh, they were giving me a ride home, and on the ride home, Greg goes, uh, so what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I'm going to go home and take one of these and relax. <laughs> Just broke my fucking elbow. <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, you should come over the house. And I'm like, well, why? He's like, because we'll fucking break those things up and have a party. And I was like, Okay. So went over to his house and fucking started fucking snorting Tylox. It's fucking smoking weed. And from there, it just fucking, you know, it was a little bit here, a little bit there. and Explosion. Before I knew it, I was doing well over 240 pills a month. <clears throat> that was insane. I knew a guy that... I had met him after his pill addiction and uh, honestly, whenever he told me about his pill addiction days, he didn't really go into the details, but he was like, yeah, back in college, I was addicted to pills, painkillers, blah, blah, blah. And I honestly, <laughs> as messed up as this sounds, I didn't believe him. Because he just like, whatever, man, you know, like it, it was just one of those kind of people that like exaggerates about things to like sound mysterious sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, there had been a time where I had observed like, you know, he had gotten some beer. He had gotten like a 12 pack of beer. He was staying in my house and he, uh, took like a couple hits off a joint and drank like two beers and was like passed out and puking on himself. And I was just like, there's no way this guy was a pill addict. Just, you know, no way. Right. 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 Like, well, about six months after that, <clears throat> he had hurt his back and he was always complaining about his back. And like, he keeps re hurting his back. 
and the stories of how he rehearts the back, you know, how the back injury comes back are just kind of like, really? You got hit by a car walking across the parking lot of a gas station and it was a hit and run. And you live in a town of like 300 people and they didn't catch them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stories like that. But I didn't really think anything of it until he lived three hours away from Tulsa. And he called me one night and he wants to like come into town and stay the night at my house. Oh, no. And I'm like, all right. So he gets here. And within 10 minutes of being here, this was whenever my great grandmother was still alive. And uh, she had all kinds of pills. And she had uh, these back treatments where they would inject basically super glue into her vertebrae to hold it together from degenerative bone disease. Whoa. So she had like the patches. Oh, she yeah. had painkillers. She had everything. Mm -hmm. And she got addicted to pills too. Yeah. She got addicted to the painkillers because of that. But, mm -hmm. but within the first 10 minutes of him being at my house, he asked me, does your grandma have any pills in there? I'm all out. And that's when I realized he really was a pill addict. He had been telling me the truth and he's addicted to him again. Mm -hmm. He drove three hours to get to my house to ask me to go steal pills from my great grandmother. <laughs> wow. Great guy. He was my best friend. You know, wait I a minute. trusted him with wait, my wait, life. Wait, did you do it? No. <laughs> I was going to ask, but I was afraid to. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good man. Good man. That makes me proud of you, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I'll man. be honest. I did go in there and act like I looked around and said that she didn't have any. Yeah. I see. I've known people who have, who have gotten into it before. I, I had a friend who actually, uh, he told me, he's like, uh, dude, he's like, I got into my mom's liquid morphine after she passed. And he's like, I wound up dumping it all down the toilet. It was just, he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, I, duh. it was bad. <clears throat> but I, you know, I just I can't. No, it was it was it was a bad time. It was a bad time, but it's something that I went through, and I don't, you know. So, and I I don't mind talking about it. I have no problem whatsoever talking about it. You know, it, it fuck it. it. One time when I was uh, when I was back when I was dating, this is a couple of years ago. Um, one of the girls that I was dating. It's actually the one that uh, we did the first episode of the reboot on, Steve. I don't think you were here for that, man. Uh, where I got caught. <laughs> um, I when we went on our first date, like I, you know, I'm wicked honest about shit. So I told her about you know stuff, and she was just like, "This sounds like creepily familiar," because it sounded like her ex boyfriend. So she'd get all weirded out. And I'm like, if you want to, like, you know, end the date, like, right here, you know, that's cool. Because she was all wigged out. And miraculously, like, 15 minutes later, she was sucking my dick. So, I mean, I think everything was okay. <laughs> so, at first, 
she was like, wait, you remind me of my ex-boyfriend. And, and then, then she was like, she was like wait, <laughs> you remind me of my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that was uh, that was a rough one. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I'll, you know, probably be posting some stuff, uh, trying to reach out uh, to some people um, <clears throat> to try and get that in the works, because I'd like to start doing it. It just it just sounds like something I, I don't want to say that it sounds fun. But it sounds like it'd be something that I would enjoy doing that I would have I have passion for. You know, I I, I like talking to people about it. It's I, I think people's journeys are um, can be amazing. And people listen, if you're in it like right now, you know, especially if you listen to the show, hit me up. You know, I'll talk to you. Um is it's it can be horrible. Um and sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. And maybe you can't talk to the fucking people who are around you because they're not going to listen or you don't want to hear what they have to say, you know, but you can <clears throat> listen to somebody who's detached from it or, you know, who has a few degrees of separation. But, you know, I'll be more than willing to talk to anybody. So hit me up and, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep, you know, people who want to stay anonymous, they can stay anonymous. You know, you bring yourself when you come into StreamYard the way we do this here. You bring yourself in the way you want. Like Katie brings herself in with a little damn Bigfoot cutout. <clears throat> you know, Matt has his photo. You could put up whatever you want. You know, whatever name you want. Um, you know, personally, I'd like to know who you are just so I can know. Um, I'd like to not be duped by people if at all possible. That'd be nice if I could just have decent uh, people um, who want to honestly talk about something. Because oh, it can be, like I said, it can be really hard and it can be hard to talk to people who you're close to because, uh, you know, they may be too critical or, you know, I'm not going to judge you. You know, what I'm not going to judge you in that way. What about people on the other side? Say like people somebody... who... Who have people who are addicted ha have yeah. addicted in their lives. Yeah, and may not understand it or know how to talk to them. Absolutely. You know, I'm more than willing to talk to those or people. Or just want to share a story of maybe a lost one that they've lo lost to addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody has somebody that, you know, they've lost to heroin addiction or, you know, cocaine, whatever the case may be, you know, hit me up. I'm more than willing to talk to you about it. Um, it's, it's some horrible shit. When, when you can't see any way out of your own hole, but it, but the, but literally, the lip of the hole is right there for you to grab and pull yourself fucking out of the whole time. But you just can't imagine being able to reach it and pull yourself out. That's a horrible fucking feeling. You know, uh, when I took my fucking, when I took my little break from fucking weed, I did that because I had to, to prove to myself that that wasn't one of those fucking holes. That was what I was doing. And I had a lot of people say, you know, well, why isn't this for good? Just because it's not. But it may be one day. I will tell people that. You know, it may be one day that it's for good. You know, I'm just not, you know, I, I enjoy it. It's something like I, I like. You know, I like having a nice little glow on and going and doing my shit. It doesn't hurt anybody. 
doesn't affect anybody. I'm not puking my fucking brains out. I'm not fucking, you know, unable to do anything. I'm not fucking unable to fucking satisfy my partner sexually because my fucking dick won't get hard because of the pills. <laughs> Those were fun days, let me tell you. But, I mean, hey, whoever the fuck wants to, wants to talk about it, hit me up. Seriously, uh, you know, I'm very easy to hit up on Facebook. Uh, the like page is there. Um, the link to the like page is underneath the, um, the video on YouTube always. Um, so hit me up. I, I, I'd love to talk to you people. Like I said, I had, I had the epiphany today. It wasn't some, anything I planned on talking about tonight at all. But I just, I saw that book. I bought it. And I, I really would like to talk because there are so I've I've been addicted to opiates, but I've never uh, been where people who have been addicted to heroin have been. It's very similar, but I was not at that deep. And I, and I'd love to talk to those to people like that. Now, yeah. um, and I actually do know a few people in my own personal life that I might reach out to. So there may be somebody I may have in my home if I can get them to come in and talk about it. Um, but you know, but it, it's, it's, it, it can be a scary thing. So I understand if people don't want to, you know, don't want their names being known or whatnot. So, and I know this is kind of depressing people, but you know, fuck you. <laughs> There's depressing shit in the world and we like can't I, just ignore it. Like it I, the, earlier I did it. I, this is my second show today. I did slip into the night with Holly earlier today because her and I haven't been able to fucking hook up for a show for like three weeks. And this guy's like starts talking about stuff on the 40 and slip because I had referenced something on the slip. And he's like, well, you guys might want to get more in bed with the conspiracy theorists if you want to friggin do a show about cryptids and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I fucking tell you what I believe as it is. You, you're not going to get a fucking fake me. Do I have a fucking curly mustache? Is there a fucking big top? Do you see fucking elephants behind me? No. This is what it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to fucking present you with fucking bullshit. Like, there are times when we do bullshit, but that's not what I'm here to present you with. If I'm going to talk about a subject, I'm going to talk about it honestly. We're going to talk about gin tonight. Do you think I seriously believe that there are little fucking things that come out of a fucking lamp somewhere? There's not. No, Steve, and you can't sell them on eBay either. Ask Matt. Fuck. You can. <laughs> I mean, I can't. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to. I'm sure you can't, but I'm not going. I always thought that would be like a funny gimmick, though, for like a movie. Because, like, you know how everybody like has like the whole like mysterious adventure where you find the hidden lamp in the cave or something like that. Yeah. When in modern times, actuality, you just go on eBay and like buy it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you know, that'd be pretty funny if somebody like did a movie where they just like bought it off eBay, but it's and like it's actually real. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting. That's an interesting twist. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, might as well segue that little fucking portion of the show. Uh gin or genies, uh gene or a genie or I don't fucking know. 
Um, I, I don't think we've ever really talked about him on the show. I can't. We mentioned, we mentioned uh, Sinbad once. Yeah, the, that whole bullshit. But that's in the movie. Yeah. yeah, that bullshit fucking Mandela effect crap. People think Sinbad did a fucking goddamn. He did. He didn't. But um, I don't think we've ever really talked about the actual creatures. I can't remember a show that we ever did. If 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 we did, I'm fucking unaware of it. I don't think we did. Yeah, I'm I've never sure. talked about them. Um, and it's it's not going to be a whole lot. Um, Katie and I were talking earlier, and she said she had. I just wanted to do like a kind of like give an overview of them because I like I don't know. What are we gonna do? Fucking stories of people that fucking said they fucking found a gin. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, in certain cultures, it's like a huge belief, right? But um, not in my culture, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know uh, shit about it. <laughs> so, uh, a gin is the uh, D J I N N is the uh, Arabic word for genie, uh, born in pre-Islamic lore. They're a type of spirit that can be good or evil. Uh, but they are not immortal. Uh, they roam the wilderness and are capable of shape-shifting into any form. The mm -hmm. earliest jinn lore describes them as malicious and jealous spirits that are similar to but not equivalent to a demon, possessing supernatural powers. The Quran mentions that King Solomon captured jinn to use as slaves, harboring their power for his advantage. He made, uh, he made them build statues, gardens, and even the Temple of Jerusalem. That's pretty fucking cool. I did not know that. <clears throat> um, whenever Solomon wanted to travel to faraway lands, the jinn would carry him on their backs. Now, I see, I'm surprised I did not know about this, because I do know about the Lesser Key of Solomon, which is like a book of magic. Um, so that's... so I, I might have to look into that a little further. Um... Muslim theology also absorbed belief in jinn, but they were evolved into a good-natured spirit. They believe jinn are born of smokeless fire. Ooh. Smokeless fire. So every time I light... A, so natural uh, gas? So every time I light my, my torch for fucking... Yeah. <laughs> for dab it, I, I'm, born, I'm, I'm birthing jinn. Uh, parallel to their belief that angels are made of light. Uh, jinn and angels were both created prior to man, therefore a higher being than man. But similar to humans, jinn do have free will and the ability to choose to be good or evil. Uh, because they are not immortal, they are vulnerable to, vulnerable to capture by other mortals who can harbor their powers for themselves. <clears throat> All jinn have a strict code of honor. They may use trickery and deceit, However, they will never betray a promise or a negotiated deal. <clears throat> that whole, that whole "be careful what you wish for" thing, it was, it, it seems to be all born out of that type of bullshit. Um, you know where they they turn. Uh, what was that fucking uh, movie? The uh, Wishmaster. Did you, did you ever watch that one, Matt? Yeah. You know where everything they wished for, like it somehow got twisted into some yeah. bad bullshit like the weirdest literal interpretation you could possibly have right um the types of gin that there are um there are the terms extra dry 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tank array. <laughs> what's what's that? Uh, oh, fucking bomb Bombay. Yes, Bombay Sapphire. Bombay Sapphire. I couldn't get the second half. <laughs> Uh, no, the types of gin are, uh, I hope I get getting this one right. The Merid uh, are the most powerful and proud type of gin. They have the ability to grant wishes for mortals, but would require imprisonment, a battle, or bribery. So you just got to bribe them? <clears throat> That'd be cool. So you have to force them? Yes, pretty much. But with, But you can do it with money, I guess. Which, or maybe like maybe some type of trade. I'm thinking. Uh, the next type are the ifrit. I think I've heard of these ones before. Yeah, <clears throat> are usually mentioned as being a winged being, strong and cunning. They typically live underground, but were known to marry humans. Why would you need wings? Those little sneaky bastards to Wait. fly around in the inner earth. Yeah, winged. Okay. They are susceptible to defeat by humans through magic, but they are mostly depicted as wicked and ruthless. I'll have to brush up on my magic. <clears throat> I prefer to fight me some ifrits with some magic, if at all possible. <clears throat> Jan. Is that Brady? Jan? <laughs> Jan is the one that goes, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> We're talking, about the, we're talking if about the Brady, say, Steve. I'm talking about the, the third time. <laughs> it's like does she, does she like fucking appear? Is it like fucking, fucking Bloody Mary? No, it's just not good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so uh, the Jan, J-A-N-N, are the least powerful Jan. Uh, they live in the desert and enjoy interfering with humans. They are known to insert themselves in wars and take a side of who to help and who to sabotage. Interesting. So they're like gremlins. Uh, and the final one that uh, we got here is the Shaitan. Shaitan shall come for you. Uh, Shaitan are the evilest type of jinn. They lack many of the powers of other jinn, but enjoy suggesting evil into man and other jinn. You could call them expert pot stirrers, or as I like to call them, Steve Alcorn. <laughs> I don't know where I got that reputation Shaitan That's your new name Steve Fucking Shaitan I'll stick with Sweetwater The legend You are the legend Steve So yeah. the description of Jen starts out with They have the choice Of being good or evil and then as you go through the descriptions of each one, all of them chose to be evil. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They're all just mother... Well, no, like... Um, okay, so I think the... the um, they're depicted as wicked and ruthless. And, like the noble ones that you have to, like, force to like grant wishes are the good ones? Well, I think that... I, I, yeah, you, I think you could suppose those ones might be because, like... You, all right, but if so... If they were good, why would I have to force them to do it? Well, you're a good person, but if I want you to come build a fucking house for me, Matt, I'd have to force you to fucking do it. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're just not going to open your wallet just because I asked. Maybe these wish things that they grant 
are like it's very kind of a pain in the ass for them (laughs) it takes something away from them you know it's like a very it's like oh you know fucking do this goddamn lift the goddamn wish yeah you know can i go somewhere later (laughs) you know from everything i read it really seemed like in order to encounter a good one you had to build a good relationship with them you had to scratch their back and then they'd scratch your back it, it wasn't uh, that they were going to go out of their way to be nice to you, but if you... I'm always like, them, Jeannie, if you'd like to come over and, like, smoke some fucking reefer, like, we'll just hang out. <laughs> I'm going to get my wishes on the down low. Totally unrelated, but related to what we're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the internet, I learned something this week on Facebook, you know, which happens every now and then through a meme. Mm. So, apparently, in the movie Wizard of, the, Wizard of Oz... Mm-hmm. The uh, Good Witch Glenda, I think was her name. Mm-hmm. Glenda the Good Witch, yeah. She asked Dorothy, are you a good witch or a bad witch? Yes. But she also tells Dorothy that only bad witches are ugly. Yes. So if only bad witches are ugly, but she had to ask Dorothy if she was a good witch or a bad witch, she called Dorothy ugly. You might be onto something. You might be onto something, Matt. All I know for fact is that no little person hung themselves. <laughs> no small <laughs> persons were harmed in the filming or colorization of this movie. I did. I did. I tell you guys. I finally watched the uh, the Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, oh, that whole yeah, up thing. Yeah, Wizard of Oz thing. Somebody put it on YouTube. So one day I sat down and I watched it and I don't get it. You weren't impressed, were you? I, listen, people had told me, like, this is the most amazing thing yeah. you're ever going to see in your life. How crazy this is. <clears throat> and I watched it. And it was like turning the sound off on your TV and having the stereo on with anything on. It was. It was a movie. I I didn't yeah. music. <laughs> I mean, if somebody played Dark Side of the Moon and turned the sound off on this podcast, I mean, it'd be like the same thing to me. Like I didn't see how they just like synced up perfectly and like. No, no, I didn't either. I at all. No. Yeah, it was it was so disheartening. I was like, oh. Really? Maybe I should try it again on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, that was the other thing, too. Like, when I was growing up, everybody was like, you, you, you gotta listen to Pink Floyd on acid, man. You gotta listen to it on acid or on mushrooms, man. That's, a, that's how you really feel it. That's how you really feel it. Is it how you really feel it? Well, apparently I never did enough of anything <laughs> because I never felt Pink Floyd. Um... Okay, so first of all, okay, I'd like to break down some walls for people. The Wall is a an album. It's a is an album written by Roger Waters. The Wall is about how he was sick and tired of going to shows to perform his music in front of hundreds of fucking obliterated. <laughs> high 
tripping out motherfucking fans who weren't listening to his music and weren't paying attention to what he was saying. And what did they do? They continued to do drugs and came and listened to his music. That would be kind of disheartening, though, if you think about it. Like, if you're an artist that just pours everything into it, you know, yeah. and like you're trying to leave this legacy behind with your life, and yeah. it happens to be picked up by like the party drug crowd. Yeah. And that's <laughs> how we, and that's, and, and, and that is what the wall is about. There's a, there's an interview that Roger Waters did with Larry King, I think it was in the 90s, and he talks about it. And if you go and you listen to that album, he says it in the, in the very first uh in the flesh i think is the first song uh on the album he's so you thought you might like to come to the show or go to the show to feel the warmth through love confusion that space cadet glow it, it's he it's right there in the beginning of the fucking song, <laughs> the album he talks about it like you fucking ignorant fox and it's all, but it's all about, you know, tearing all that down so that he's naked on stage. That's what that whole album is about, just tearing everything away so that it's just him bare on stage. It's such a great album, but people don't give it the, the, the due. The thing that, that really irritates me is when I hear like another brick in the wall part, whatever on the fucking radio. Like one little segment of the wall. Like, listen, if you're a radio station DJ, just just start it at the fucking first track. And, and yeah, isn't the wall meant to be like later. just like one continuous thing? Yes. It go one song goes into the the next. It is it is one whole complete story. You know, and my favorite Pink Floyd album is Animals. Now that's the one before they became famous, right? Uh, that like was, back from the sixties or I whatever. Think that Animals is the, f I believe, is the first album written by Roger Waters. It was after Sid Barrett went crazy and left the band. Because before then, Sid Barrett was the lyricist and he was writing, and Roger was doing some of it, um, but. Then after after Sid left, I believe it was Animals was his, was Roger Waters' first full album. It might have been one before that, but An Animals is my favorite album. It is such a it, it's such a beautiful piece of music from beginning to end. But you you it's one of those things where I can't just listen to uh, fucking dogs. I have to listen to fucking pigs on the wing part one and then fucking dogs <laughs> and then fucking, uh, these are songs, Steve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got to hear pigs before I can listen to yeah. dogs barking. That's right. I got to hear the pig. Are you talking, right? <laughs> it's, but it's, you know, it is, it's such a, it's such a great, great album. And yeah, you a lot of their stuff, you really should listen to it as one complete thing. That's the way it's designed. And especially with The Wall. The Wall is one that really irritates me, that they, they cut out songs and just play those on the radio. Um, cause, because it just wasn't designed that way. There's a lot of stuff that Tool does that's that way, too. 
tool does a lot of music that's very one song bleeds into the next and i have always loved their music and always will those guys do some amazing things just i i remember i owned the, i don't know what how you're supposed to pronounce the goddamn album i don't know if it's an enema or anima whatever the fuck that fucking album is <clears throat> i owned that thing i think for two years and listened to two songs off of it this is back when i first started listening to tool and then somebody had played something else off. Like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, it's Tool. It's off a of fucking, you know. The album you own. <laughs> that album that I can't pronounce. And I was like, oh, fucking cool. So I went home and I listened to it. And then I finally just listened to it from beginning to end. And I went, what the fuck? You mean they have a song besides Sober? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the one with Stinkfest. If you remember that song, I, I think that's the album I had. Yeah, and and from there on, I just fell into that rabbit hole with Tool. Those guys, yeah, I mean, just so like, just amazing music. Like, just takes you on a fucking trip. Like, even without drugs, you're fucking listening to some fucking Tool, some good shit. But uh, yeah, Did you think about dogs too. Um, sometimes. Mm. He thinks about all kinds of shit, man. Awesome. Maynard's awesome, dude. He makes wine in the fucking in Arizona. He grows fucking grapes and makes wine in Arizona. Hmm. And he has like three bands. And he's intelligent. A perfect circle, uh, Pucifer, and Tool. And well, he was in the Mar and, and he was in the Marines. Hmm. Did you know that he had to have his fucking Matt? He had to have his fucking knees replaced because of how much he was stomping on stage at concerts. Jeez, <laughs> I would say Tool would also classify as one of those bands, though, that like are way better and deeper, but are underappreciated because of the crowd that they drew. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they fell into that pit of you know popular '90s rock alternative. Mm -hmm. crap <laughs> like yep. the most horrible time in music I, I look back on it now and it kind of was oh it was horrible they uh, you, you got some good stuff there yeah some good stuff but recently i was like joking around with this other guy and we were like naming off like some of the crap that came out and like i had forgotten about a lot of it but there was just like so much garbage that was so popular like spin doctors who do you oh. know this? like all oh, that I like Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> of course you do, Steve. Fuck Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm Darius Rucker, man. Crash Fuck Test Darius Dummies. Oh, my God. That was good stuff. No. It's mm -hmm. horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, you have, like, a whole generation of nothing peaches. but one-hit wonders. <laughs> Who did the Peaches song? That was great. Dead Presidents. Hey. hey. Yes. Hey, Matt. Closing time. <laughs> What's wrong with that stuff? The <laughs> anthem. The bar anthem. Like, that's like childhood nostalgia for me. That's like what oh, I I'm feel. sure it is. <laughs> that's like our <laughs> high school years. You that's like it. high school and right out of high school. Possum Kingdom. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> the Toadies. <laughs> oh God. I, I'm just saying you don't. <sighs> By my side. <laughs> I fucking loved that shit. 
back when I was in it. Yeah. Oh, God. Jackal. Uh, Tell me you couldn't sit down and listen to some Jackal right now. I love that commercial that comes on TV where she's like, I've got a rat problem in my basement <laughs> and it's rat playing <laughs> and they're all old. The new, that is good. That is a good one. They get me with some of the motherfucking commercials. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, the rat problem one was pretty good. <clears throat> but I, fuck, dude, I like rat. I still me will too. listen Way to cool I'll, junior, man. What are you talking about? I will still fucking listen to round and round. Yeah. <sighs> I, I I mean I will still listen to some of their music. Those guys, it fucking still rocks, still rocks. I fucking love that shit. But yeah, that fucking that dark side of the moon and Wizard of Oz thing. What a fucking what just what a flop for me. Force. I I was so like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Have any of you watched that fucking Have a Good Trip yet on Netflix? No. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm ashamed to even say it. Katie, have you seen it yet? No, but it's on my list. Oh. Oh, like, they, it is so good. I watched it again with my son. <clears throat> And I fucking loved it all over again. It's it's such a great documentary on psychoactive drugs. It's it's so good. Like yeah, because they talk about how when you do mushrooms or you do acid, you it's not a party thing. If it is, then that's what you do it for, and you're dumb. <laughs> It's it's different. Like the, their whole take on it was it's a different thing. It's an experience. Um, and one of the things that uh, I think it was Sting who said it was uh, it was that, uh, you know, bad trips. He always learned something from it. So it was never bad. Like he always took something from the experience. So it even if it. It, it it made him feel bad in the moment. It wasn't in the end. <clears throat> and I mean, I just, it, I think everybody should check it out. It's, it's such a great documentary on it. And it's funny too. Like it, it's, it's, they take a lighthearted look at it. They do like an ABC after school special during the whole thing about fucking LSD and shit, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but I, 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 I fucking really enjoyed it. So how's things been going, Steve? You, you seem pretty uh, out of touch tonight. Or maybe you are in touch with yourself, and maybe that's why you've been so out of touch with us, because you're fucking hands on the legend. I mean, I don't know. So, figured I'd try to get something out of you. No? No. Fuck it. Yeah. Takes more than a hand. <laughs> Two ants. Like eating one of those big old hoagies. <laughs> you gotta get a good grip. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Sad. That steak restaurant where they have that big giant steak, and if you eat the whole thing in one sitting, you get it for free. That's what we're talking about. Oh. All right. 
and nobody can do it because I like you better when you're not bragging. <laughs> I like you better when you're modest about it. When we're like fucking making it out to be like your hog is huge. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you how I like it. However, <laughs> you have to admit uh, that big is that. I mean, he's taken bragging to a whole new level. I mean, he's merchandising the brag. At this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe you. You are a fucking whore. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I hear you. Oh, I hear you. I haven't Absolutely. sold one of these hats, so don't say I'm merchandising it. Yeah. Have Have you shipped one to me yet? I didn't think you'd want one of these. Oh. I, without the Sweetwater Legend part, yeah, sure. I'm gonna <laughs> do it. I'm gonna. Gonna you know, because of that hat, <laughs> I, I'm gonna make a cryptid tell titled "The Sweetwater Legend." I'm gonna I'm gonna create a, a Bigfoot story called "The Sweetwater Legend." Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> as long as I get credit for it, then any revenue. Absolutely. Yeah. Any revenue stream will have to be split. No, I, all the revenue goes to Matt in this case. No, that's not right. Yeah. She's in my. <laughs> there is no revenue. Is yeah. this <laughs> is short story going to wind up being like one of those like middle aged woman softcore porn books? <laughs> kind of the director. If so, <laughs> is this a penthouse forum? <laughs> Dear BFRO, I never thought it would happen to me. Oh, yes. God, that's great. Do it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, 50 yeah. shape of Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fucking much. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, people are fucking weird. <laughs> no shit. People are fucking weird. They'd buy that shit. Yeah. People buy fucking Bigfoot porn fucking books. Yeah. A sake. lot of them. A lady became wealthy. Yeah. Selling Bigfoot erotica. Matt, I think we should find our niche in the erotica world of <laughs> Supernatural. I think it's all occupied. <laughs> I mean, I think there's, I think there's a corner somewhere. This yeah, gotta be. We're gonna have to wait until a new cryptid comes out. Momo, I mean, that writes itself. <laughs> I I think anyway. Personally, <clears throat> but I think I think we should find a little corner of the uh, supernatural erotica world and and like hammer away. <laughs> make our mark oh yeah listen i i've sent some pretty steamy texts to some women <laughs> <laughs> many of which that i've almost accidentally sent to my mother yeah. but hey oh <laughs> i'm not too sure how well a dick pic translates into print um. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen some clever things in chat rooms. Uh, uh, you know, you know, we, you know, what we could do. Uh, we could have Steve. We could do like what they used to do on Opie and Anthony show when they'd fuck up. They'd have the guys read hardcore gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> So whenever. When, 
Whenever Steve fucks up on the show, we'll have Steve read hardcore gay porn live on air. <laughs> the look on his face. Do they make Amish erotica? Oh, they have to. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> on Steve's fucking Amazon store. <laughs> Rump Springer. <laughs> Digital download. I'm, I'm going to guess somebody's already done it. He's looking it up oh, right it, now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, let's see. Um, how how erotic how, romance. Can I just passion, erotic romance. Can I ask everybody in this in this on this podcast how cringy is it at this point what they're doing with the the night fucking talk shows on tv right now oh they, god they are doing what we do yeah and they're bad and, at it and not any better than we do yeah it's horrible like i mean some of them have like you know are trying to do like their own uh oh katie says yeah it exists damn <laughs> <laughs> Maynard pulled Tessa's bloomers down around her ankles. Maynard and Tessa? Tessa? Yeah. The cheese had curdled that long. I knew a Mennonite named Maynard. Mennonite, yes. It was more than butter getting churned that night. We were in the barn, so I lathered it up. You wouldn't... See, you guys are wrong. Amish erotica, you wouldn't even you wouldn't be able to read any of that stuff. So it'd be a really it'd just be a plain book, you know, just a regular book about Amish people. <clears throat> because it can't have erotica. It doesn't exist. That's the point. That's right. That's why we should make it. That's no, a no, niche that's the, not being filled. It is being filled. There's a uh, trilogy. Yeah. Katie says it's being filled. <laughs> I, I have not it's filled it. by a big Amish cock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, God damn Amish people. My uh, brother-in-law is former Amish. I hope you you've know. said that a few times. Yeah. What made him get out? He he was Amish. <laughs> what more does it what, take? What do you mean? He didn't he didn't like raise a barn every weekend. <laughs> Life. <laughs> a car drove by one day. And he's like, fuck this, I'm out. What am I doing with this fucking horse? You remember in the 90s, all that college girls gone wild shit? (laughs) Same reason all Amish boys, mostly boys, because the the women tend to stay, but the the guys... Hit puberty. Because there's too many fucking rules. (laughs) Yeah. That's all it is. Too many fucking rules. Most of this uh, erotica seems to be runaways, girls... That whole oh, yeah. Rammstein or whatever they call it. <laughs> whatever. Completely different. <laughs> Although there are some similarities if you're talking about erotica. <laughs> so that's the common storyline I'm seeing here. An Amish so, girl runs away to a Rammstein concert. <laughs> yeah, yes, Matt, that's, becomes that's a Rammstein fucking. <laughs> Do hast, do hast, mesh. Would you like to Ooh. come on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
I, I, I listen. I, that fucking song could be about fucking, you know, bringing back the Nazi regime. I don't give a fuck. It sounds awesome. Dude. That gets everybody going. Here's the thing. So, like, <laughs> that song got popular in that same period of time we were talking about earlier. Actually, it was a little after. Yeah, it was the, like the it, the second. Uh, yeah. Yes. Bands tour wave. of whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But like, if you listen to that band, that's just how that guy sings every single song. Oh yeah, he's just like a German guy that just yells into the microphone. Yeah, do <laughs> yeah. And that song is like, I guess like "Du hast" means like I hate or I love you. It can mean either. Yeah, it's like got a dual meaning. It's like that's pretty fucking weird, but that's like so like when Germans are like saying like I love you, they're saying also saying I hate you. <laughs> I don't get it. It's kind of weird to me. <clears throat> the German language is pretty weird. Mm. Germans are pretty weird. Yeah, they are kind of strange. I'm saying that from German heritage, who has taken like multiple years of German. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I, my, I think it's my grandfather's. Oh my, yeah, my grandfather's side is German. Uh, on my mom's side. Um. So yeah. I can count to 10 in German. Does that count? Can you? Yeah. I used to be able to sing Oh Christmas Tree. Oh Tannenbaum, oh Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. I don't remember the rest of it, but I used to be able to sing the whole thing. I could get, one the, I could get the Tannenbaum. Yeah? And That's I, it? Yeah. I usually stop there and go, the Royal Tannenbaums? <laughs> Didn't see that movie, Steve. Missed that one, did you? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Was that Wes Anderson, Matt? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, who's the guy that died over? Fred Willard. Oh, man. What a loss. Fuck. What a loss. I heard that, and I fucking went ballistic. He's in that movie... Uh, have a good trip. So great. He's great in Such everything. A brilliant comedic actor, comedian, like <clears throat> his delivery. I mean, jeez. Uh, he was like it, a straight delivery, but still just hilarious. I don't remember what movie it was. I want to say it was the aristocrats or something where he is sitting out in his garden and they're talking to him and he's got one of those gazing crystal balls. Things and he's being a jackass, <laughs> and it is brilliant. Yeah, he, he's so it, great. It, those fucking movies, uh, uh, Christopher Guest movies that he's been in. Oh man, we lost a fucking a comedic, a, an acting comedic icon in Fred Willard. Guy is great. You know, so you guys should fucking go check out some of this shit if you haven't. You know what I, you know what I, so I got to see my son this past week because he came over on, um, on Tuesday and stayed through, uh, Wednesday. Uh, he went home Wednesday night. Um, and I watched fucking, uh, Logan Lucky with him. And, I'm still not sure. Like, I, I think I'm going to ask him when he comes over next time if he caught me crying. <laughs> I fucking had seen this movie before, okay? And 
I, I totally forgot. Like, I was like, oh, this fucking movie's hilarious. Because Daniel Craig is like, if you haven't seen Logan Lucky, it's fucking awesome. Daniel Craig is so awesome in this. Uh, and uh, fucking Kylo Ren, what's his fucking name? Adam Driver. Uh, he's awesome. And Channing Tatum's great. And uh, the, there's this little girl, and I'm going to spoil the fucking this part of the movie. So if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it, shut your fucking shit off. <laughs> <clears throat> there's a girl that she's the the daughter of the Channing Tatum's character and she uh she's going to do a talent show and she's going to sing this song by this uh Leah somebody you know and you know at the end when her father comes in because you know, he comes in to see her perform she changes it up and she sings his she sings uh John Denver which is his favorite song. And I fucking lose it, you know, because I'm just fucking like, oh, oh, Rocky Mountain. <laughs> Look at that. Almost heaven. <laughs> so I'm over here. I'm like literally doing this shit. I'm grabbing fucking tissues and shit. And I'm like fucking looking over and like fucking <laughs> wiping my fucking eyes. Because he's fucking like right here, right next to me. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crying, man. I'm not crying. Oh, that. Oh, God. That one got me. I was like, oh, dude. But I was talking. I was talking with my aunt the other day about this. It's like, you know, as as we get older, it just fucking you just fucking do it. And you just don't give a shit anymore. Like, you just don't care. It fucking comes out. <laughs> You know, and I fucking, I'm a fucking sap at, at fucking heart. I see shit like that. I go, ah, fucking, she loves her daddy. <laughs> Which is fucking sweet as hell. But, uh, so uh, next week, next week on the show, dun, dun, the, dun. As, as Steve likes to call him, the fifth Beatle, um, Steve calls. We'll be on the show again. Steve, talk about his. Don't need nothing but a good time, Coles. That's right. Uh, to talk about his book, fifty. No, not fifty lunch. Not <laughs> Please this. God, no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> uh, the Sasquatch Playbook. I fucked that one up. Um, which Katie's been reading. I got into a little bit, and I need to finish. Um, I did not get a copy. Of this. What's Katie's take so far? Um, I like it so far. I'm, yeah, I need to buckle down and finish it, but uh, I like it. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty sure I can plow through it this week. I'm pretty sure the the speed that I read, I can make it. Um, so <laughs> that big of a book? No, it's not. Like I'll probably finish it in an afternoon if I really sat down. Um, so uh, we will be talking with Steve about his book, um, the Sasquatch Playbook. Um, which I, I, I had started it and I didn't realize, you know, uh, some of the things about, um, uh, Steve that I, I learned about right off the bat in the book. So it was kind of interesting and, um, it'll be <clears throat> interesting to have him on again. I know he's had some fucking cra a crazy array of guests lately on his show. He's, uh, yeah. He had, he some had that. We may like, and some of them, which we may well, did we, we we talked about him having fucking Richter on? I had Stacy Brown on. 
Oh yeah, that's right too. He did have Stacy mm. Brown on. That one I didn't check out at all. <clears throat> that one I didn't check out. But then he had uh, who else did he have on? Uh, who do you have on with um with Richter? Who uh, it was Russell the guy Accord. the bot? Yes, oh, Accord. Uh, yeah. Yes, Mister Accord. Who like m- my thought was. W- like at one point when I was watching that, I was like, "Would I like to have him on the to see Gimlin Guard, right? To see like where we could go with it, like if he would fucking even do it, which he, he probably would wouldn't." <clears throat> but then I was like, "We'd fucking just we'd wind up being not dick. I don't think we'd be dicks, but we'd I wind would. up coming well, you know off." How stuff negative. happens in politics, where yeah. like they say that like. You know, information will come out about a politician and get like a bunch of drama going. And then they'll they say, like, the other side creates a fake news event to distract you from the other story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like everybody was talking (laughs) about what was it? Expedition Bigfoot and how they lied and hoaxed and all that shit. And Russell Cord was the main culprit in all of that. Exactly. And then while everybody's like coming down on him, all of a sudden we have Gimlin Gate 2.0 happen and everybody forgets <laughs> about that. And now Russell Accord is like the main witness is on the stage. Hero like, now? Yeah. I don't know what's I can't going keep on up with this shit. I don't listen. I don't. It's, it sounds like a fucking, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the, every time I hear about the Bigfoot community, it sounds like the end of soap. <laughs> you remember soap steve i remember there was a tv show called soap. on the next soap <laughs> that's oh that's what whenever i hear about this bullshit in the fucking bigfoot community that's what i think of i think of how they go through all the bullshit things that are going to happen on the next episode of soap it just fucking it's a joke it's a, a fucking joke. The fact, listen, I, you know, Steve had these people on. That's fine. That's great. Whatever. You know, you do a Bigfoot podcast. The fact that they fucking want to parade this fucking bullshit around. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Like this, the, the whole thing with the Bigfoot massacre. Who cares? Who really gives a fuck? I'm going to guess that the person who we're standing with is sitting at home thinking to himself, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's old fucking news. <laughs> we debunked this shit years ago. Why does it matter? Bob, Bob doesn't even care. <laughs> well, I can but, tell you this but, much. Uh, you know, as you... Well, no, I have withdrawn myself from the Bigfoot community lately. Yes. Nice. Um, Good idea. Permanently retired. Uh, Great. Awesome. Not dealing with the bullshit. Matt went out on top as a Bigfoot expert. (laughs) But like now, seeing all this shit, it probably wouldn't be that great of an idea to get a Bigfoot on video and put it out there. No. Like if you were to ever get any footage of a Bigfoot, I would highly suggest just keeping it to yourself. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, because I know I wouldn't want to get like a piece of video footage of it and put it out there and then 
come to find out in 50 years, somebody said like made up a complete bullshit story about it. And there's like people that believe it. Like that would piss me off. Mm. I mean, I just don't, I just don't see like the whole thing, the whole story. Like, okay. So he may, he, he thinks he saw something in the images. Ba-da-da-da-da. There was a Bigfoot massacre, ba-da-da-da-da. And now people believe that shit. Like, I look at those people like I look at the Johnson people. Like, you... You want to talk about fucking sheeple. Those are sheeple. Those are fucking sheeple. Like, and... I just, I can't, I know that people can be fucking dinks in that community. And I know that people can be assholes, but I can't imagine that it's as bad as they're making it out to be. Like, I can't. Do you, do, do does, does, does Bob need like an armed guard or something? I mean, like, but that's what they make it out to be right now. Like, and I don't think it's that way. But I don't think there's anybody out there thinking, they massacred all these Bigfoots. Let's go kill Bob Gimlin. I mean, I don't think that's the, you know, let's go attack that man. See, here's Nothing. the here's He's the problem. The there's like beat the fuck out of him. There's like people who are passionate about the subject, and I understand that. But then there's also a whole lot of people that are just overly fucking dramatic. Oh, there are. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's just you just have to ignore them. Like in in some cases, in some cases you have to address it. I mean, I think there are some cases where you just have to address something, nip it in the bud. But it's already been addressed. Yeah, exactly. Now so there's like said, a new guy that's trying to like build a reputation for himself and get followers so he can make more money off of his YouTube channel that has found this like group of people, you know, that were kind of shunned that, by the community or whatever. How to hunt guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's he's, he's just like playing to like these people that were overlooked. Yeah. And. I mean, those people, I mean, the, the massacre, 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 massacre theorists never went away. I mean, they were always there. They were just oh, like, yeah. They were. All, I, I remember hearing about them. Or because them. it was like, don't you remember? Oh, I don't want Never mind. <laughs> the massacre. It's going to upset Matt. <laughs> it is like it, we're talking like Ohio Bigfoot Conference 10 years ago. Yeah. Like a conversation that happened in the lobby of the lodge like 10 years ago in Ohio after the conference was over created all of this. Wow. Oh, <laughs> nothing good. MK Davis showing some pictures nothing of the Patterson good. film on his laptop computer to a group of people sitting around. Nothing good comes from the Ohio Bigfoot conference. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, change gears for a second before we end the show. I did check out, and I mentioned this to Matt earlier in the week, The Conjuring 2. <laughs> what a bag of shit. Well, not a bag of shit a movie. It's an okay movie, right? Like, as a movie, it's all right. Okay. But it's about the Enfield haunting in England. And what a bag of dog shit that was. I What an over-dramatized... There is a scene where Ed Warren, God rest his soul, fucking 
busts his way up through a basement into the house to save the children. Mm, good old Ed. Like, I'm like, I'm with watching what? this with his hands. <laughs> he busts up through the floor. <laughs> Flooring. <laughs> gets into the oh, house. Oh, he didn't bust through a door. It was the actual floor. The actual floor. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, at that point, I'm like, really, Hollywood? I get it. You guys are trying to make this thing. But what a bag of horseshit. Like, I've read about the Enfield haunting. And that's the Look. one with a little girl jumping on the bed. Yes, that would be the one. <clears throat> and it it just seems bullshit. And that's another one of those Ed and Lorraine Warren cases where, like, it had happened after Amityville, I guess. Um, yeah. But what a, just what a fucking joke. And, and, and it's an okay horror movie. It's okay. You know, but it's not, uh, it, it does, it didn't grab me, you know. And then the fact that I know, kind of know the story a little bit. And I saw all this other bullshit, but that scene where he's breaking up through the floor, I was just like, all right, I'm out. Tapping. I've had it. Get me the fuck out of here. But I need I need good horror. Like in the next one, they're gonna have Lorraine like zip lining into a place as it's no exploding. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be like Mission Impossible. Like no shit. Mission just... Impossible. What about that fucking news? He's doing another one. Tom Cruise getting to film a movie on the space station in space. We're letting a real crazy ass Tom yes. Cruise. Yes. An actor. Yes. A Scientologist. Go into outer space and get on the space station and film a movie. We're letting that happen in space. I can't go into space and do that. Like they, they're not going to let me on the space station to do something. <laughs> You're not Tom Cruise. You're not a Scientologist. But this crazy fucker could get up there and like hijack the thing. He's a Scientologist. He's a fucking Tom Cruise. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, man, I don't. I listen. I don't even know what to think at this point. The Mission Impossible franchise. <clears throat> I, I watched the last one. I was still entertained. I could possibly <laughs> understand. We're doing a documentary about the space station and we're going to bring Tom Cruise up here to be narrator. But this is just, I want to film a movie in space. <laughs> like, well, listen, what would be the first one? <clears throat> First, yeah, how much of, how it's much not of a, on a soundstage. It's in I'll, outer space. I'll bet you NASA is getting a huge kickback. Of course yeah. they are. It's a huge promotion for them. Yeah. At a time they need it, you know. It's, and it's actually good. Okay. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a big Neil deGrasse Tyson fan, and um, one of the podcasts I was listening to him talk, uh, uh, he was talking about innovation and where a lot of our innovation has come from, and a, a great deal of our innovation has come from learning how to do things in space. It, it, like the handheld drills that you have today that are cordless are because 
they needed to have that shit in space. I I get, and I understand all that. And I've also been told my entire life through documentaries and television shows and reading how you have to be like the best of the best and trained for years. And you have to be so careful and like perfect in all of your actions and your thoughts while you're up there to make sure nothing goes wrong because just the slightest thing could cause catastrophe and it costs billions and billions of dollars. And we're going to let Tom Cruise go up there and shoot a movie. Okay. Because there's no chance um, of him like accidentally bumping into something and blowing the place up. You've got it wrong, Matt. It's always been understood that if Tom Cruise wanted to go to outer space, Tom Cruise, to to outer space. <laughs> Tom Cruise thinks he's already come from outer space. It's, I'm just I mean, saying, it's it's so an, cool. you don't have to read about it somewhere. It's just Tom Cruise wants to go to space. But do you remember the promo video for the Scientology where Tom what happens, like, what happens when he had to be a hero? What happens when he opens the door to the space station to like go to Xenu? Right. <laughs> Like Let, I've seen I, a video see, where he's talked about Great. he was put on this earth to be a hero and a savior and all this, and now we're letting him go to the space station. Yeah. The, to uh, me, that's a bad idea. It's pretty wacko. <laughs> nah, it's pretty it's fucking wacko. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'll watch it. Fucking damn Skippy. <laughs> First movie ever filmed in space. Of course you gotta watch it. That Mission Impossible Follow was great. <laughs> I'll even watch this one. And that's and that's the real kicker of it all. Because his crazy ass is an entertainer. He's great at it. And I love his movies. And I, I don't love all of his movies. I've liked the Mission Impossible movies for the most part. <clears throat> there were a couple of them I didn't like. I I really like him in The Last Samurai. Okay, I'm using the word love in place of the word like. <laughs> None of his movies, other than Top Gun, <laughs> would ever make like my list of like, oh yeah, this would be my playlist, <laughs> you know, right, forever. Right, right. But I I really enjoy, really enjoyed The Last Samurai. It was a great movie. Absolutely. It's a great movie. It really shows Tom Cruise's depth as an actor. It's it's one of those movies that does. Um <clears throat> and uh what's it? Is it Ken Watanabe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that is opposite him, and he is fucking great in that movie too. Um, and, but his movies, they just don't, they don't resonate with me most of the time. But the Mission Impossible movies have been entertaining. I've liked them, so fuck, I'll watch it. Give me a fucking Mission Impossible in space. I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> I just, I, I'm just. Listen, and you and I talked about this. I'm going to do this right before we wrap up. The Snyder Cut. Yeah, man. So I'm, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> a couple few years ago now, they released a movie called Justice League. <laughs> Justice League was riddled with problems during production. Uh, I, be- I do believe Zack Snyder left at some point. Uh, he was directing the movie, and they brought in Joss Whedon to finish directing the film. And then they put out the film. Well, there's been this big cry for release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. And basically, a bunch of people on the internet bullied a movie company 
into releasing something that they had no intention of releasing originally. Which is just Zack Snyder taking all of the film yes. and editing it to how he would have done it. Um, and some people have said it's great. Um, and I... Maybe it is, but... I don't know. Like, Do we remember at, Sonic the Hedgehog? At what point... Yes. The, which people loved, by the way, when yeah. it came out. Yeah. That was like a beloved movie. But... Uh, it would have been out like a year before that. <laughs> right. But people just had problems with the fucking face. Yeah. We don't like its face. Change it. Yeah. So and that's what they did. So, you know, and I'm not like, a, I'm not a fucking huge person or anything, but I create something every week here. You know, we get together and we all, we create this show. Okay. You know, what is it like? Are we going to have people coming back like later on? Like, and we're going to have to redo shows? For, like, no, there comes a point when you just, this is what you got. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, there is, there's a process and you get a finished product. However, I'm also torn because Zack Snyder has put out some of the craziest, awesome movies of my life. You know, uh, The Watchmen, uh, 300, The Man of Steel, that crazy fucking owl movie that you and I talked about. <laughs> um, and I fucking love his movies. I think Watchmen, it, it, scene for scene, uh, pace, uh, tempo, pay, it is the best uh, comic book movie to date ever made. It's amazing. Um, and to the credit of it, you know, you and I were also talking about how I've never seen like a, a director's cut that's, you know, totally changed the movie. And then I was like, well, to the credit of it, Batman versus Superman, like the extended edition on that really fills in a lot of gaps that if you watch the original, you're like, why is Superman so mad at Batman? <laughs> But then if you watch the extended edition, it all the fucking makes sense. Um, so I, you know, I'm really torn about this one. Like, I really want to see it because I'm a huge fan of Zack Snyder, but I'm kind of pissed that this happened. So, and like, I don't think it's going to re fucking invigorate that justice league franchise what they had before you know affleck's already left and the fucking cavill is like what fucking like hanging on by a thread maybe <laughs> yeah he was like uh, uh i'd have to fact check myself i think he was like in like the the cw crisis on infinite earth crossover jesus yeah <clears throat> they brought him in on that well, yeah. you talk, I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm really torn about this one. I don't know that it's a good idea. I don't know that it's a good thing. I'll watch it because they're going to put it out. They're putting it out on HBO Max and I've got HBO now. And I do believe HBO now just becomes like HBO Max or whatever. Um, so I will be checking it out when it comes out and I don't know how they're releasing it. They said they might do it as a four hour movie or as 
episodic. So, no, I'll check it out. Um, but uh, I'm gonna fucking just wrap this up. It's been fucking two hours, and we haven't. We've been we've been doing light shows lately. We've been doing like hour and a half shows. Steve, mm-hmm. you've been really quiet tonight. Steve, is everything all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, everything's no, okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll talk after. I'm show. tired. Oh, this all right. Sleep time. Oh, well, I'm sorry that the time of the show is your sleepy time. Just it is what it is. Mm, okay. Well, try to be a little bit more cheery next time. See if Marshall okay. will pick you up some cocaine. I will ask. <laughs> She would. I'm gonna get <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen. This is this has been the 40th slip episode 130 and 89 somewhere. Uh, gin and juice. I will be changing that motherfucker uh, as soon as we're done. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Check out our good friend Matt Knapp over at youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads and youtube.com forward slash Cryptid Tales. You can just check us out over at anchor at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip. If you would like to, um, you know, subscribe, you know, put some money in the old 40 and slip pocket, <clears throat> you can subscribe and uh, donate 99 cents, I believe. Four five dollars. It's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars uh, a month. Um, you know, there are a few people who do that. Uh, Shelly Robinson over in the UK, uh, uh, Dean Cooper, and Les Eckersley, nice. uh, which uh, I believe Les is uh, Bad Gaming 69. I think you could retire soon on that stuff. On that. Yeah. So, um, and go check out uh, Phil, uh, what he's doing uh, over at youtube.com forward slash para breakdown. As always, check out our good friend Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun. And always go check out the guys over at High Society Radio. Uh, find them uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And next week, Squash Detective squashdetective.com. Until then, see ya!